Hello, everyone, and welcome to 180 Mentoring. My name is Terry Krebs, and I'm the host of 180 Mentoring, where I'll be discussing information you can use in day-to-day leadership situations. I'll provide you information in a way that you'll be able to listen to it, use it, and apply it so you can move on to your next leadership success. All leadership examples and solutions are based upon actual events and situations that I've encountered in my 30 years of leading and mentoring. You can find me at 180mentoring.com and 180mentoring at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Terry Krebs from 180 Mentoring. Thank you for all the great feedback from the previous podcast. I really appreciate it. And I like that people are finding what I'm talking about useful because there are no right or wrong answers in leadership. There is just leadership. And sometimes people struggle with leadership because they have never encountered a situation like the one they're facing at the moment, or they don't have anyone to talk to about it. And that's what motivates me to do the podcast. So what I'm going to do for the next couple podcasts, I'm going to address smaller issues that, if not dealt with, can blow up into big problems. And they are problems that will sneak up on you. Like, you won't realize they're a problem until it becomes overwhelming, your team starts to become dysfunctional, and you can't figure out why, because it's kind of been death by a thousand cuts. So today, what I want to talk about is that as a leader, you need to be a problem solver, not a problem facilitator. So many times have I seen people that have been given the opportunity to lead put into a situation where they became a problem facilitator. And what that means is they would be given a problem, and instead of working to solve the problem, all they would do is facilitate the problem and kick the can down the road And the problem became a bigger problem, almost like a snowball rolling down a hill in the cartoons. Remember those? Snowball starts up way at the top, starts rolling down the hill. Everybody sees it. Nobody does anything about it. Becomes big and giant. And next thing you know, Wiley Coyote, that dog that always was chasing Coyote, and any of the other cartoon characters get wrapped up in this big ball at the bottom of the hill. And then they're all kind of staring at each other and they can't figure out what just happened. How do you become a problem solver? The first thing that you do is you need to help people solve problems and at the same time, grow the people that you're working with by mentoring and teaching them a process to become their own problem solvers. What you don't want to do is create people that become dependent on you to solve their problems because that's when more problems start to happen. One way that you don't want to do it is you don't want to do it in a way where you pretend like you know what the answer is or how to solve the problem, or to help them along the process, and you continue to pretend and pretend and pretend, and you you don't solve a problem. It's okay not to know everything. The most effective leaders I've ever worked with in the past admitted up front that they didn't know everything, and they needed your help as a member of the team to help the team move forward. So one time in my past, I had someone I worked with. This person, whenever someone came to him with a problem, 
would address it like this. He would start asking them questions. For example, let's say, hey, how do we get the top off the garbage can? And then he would start the process of like, well, tell me about the garbage can. What kind of garbage can is it? And what are you going to do with that garbage can? And what do you think should happen in this and that? Instead of saying like, well, hey, I have an idea about how we could do this. Let's discuss it. Here's my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Let's work together. And that way you can kind of teach the person. But no, this person had no idea how to solve the problem. So what they would do to mask that is they would just continue to ask questions. Now, I believe the person did this because their ego wouldn't allow them to ever say that they didn't know what the answer was. And what it would do is it would cause so much frustration because when people started having problems that they were struggling with, they refused to go back to this person and ask them because they knew it was just going to become this circle question and answer process, which really didn't help anyone out at all anywhere throughout the process. So try not to do that. Don't get into this like, well, well, I mean, you know, there are some questions that are okay to ask, like, what have you done? What have you thought about? There's a way to ask questions to help people solve a problem, pretending that you know what the answer is and you really don't, or just continuous process just does not help anyone. Another thing you can do when you are working hard to become a problem solver is mentoring. You want to teach people that it's okay to fail to try again, to fail, because really in all the failures when you're becoming a problem solver really are learning opportunities for everyone on the team. As long as the stumbles and the failures are an accepted practice where you work. And there's been some offices that I've worked in where if you stumbled or you failed on something, you were labeled as a failure and you were never given another opportunity to do anything. And it was looked down upon. Really, you should look upon failures as an opportunity to teach, to lead, to mentor, and to help people move forward. So what else can you do to be an effective problem solver? You, as a leader, can introduce situations that allow people to become more confident in their problem-solving technique and their ability to problem-solve. The worst way to problem-solve is by yourself in a closet with the door closed and the lights out. However, that's how a lot of people try to problem solve, by themselves, alone, without any help, without any input, and they continue to fail and have the same problems over and over again. It's okay to problem solve in a group because that allows everyone in the group to provide input and allows everyone in the group to trust other people in the group because, again, they'll all at this time admit like, hey, I don't know everything and I'm here to learn. But what it also does is it builds a strong team bond where when people are struggling, they will go to other members of their team, really their contemporaries. And these folks that they see across the table in these meetings, if these people stay with your organization for a long time, these are the future senior leaders of your organization that are all staring across the table. Where I've worked, I've been around quite a long time, and many of the young people that I grew up with, they are now on these senior leader positions. And when I look at them, I remember back when we were young folks staring across the table. And all of the friends of mine that have moved up into these very senior positions in my organization were the people that were not afraid to say that they were struggling with the situation and they needed some help. That's how they built their problem-solving database. And that's how you can do it as well. Because again, you want to be a problem solver and not a problem facilitator. 
Because if you continue down the path of being a problem facilitator, people are going to stop coming to you with problems because they know you're going to pretend like you know how to do something. It's just going to be a waste of time for everybody. You're going to continue to not really be or provide any constructive input to the team that you're in now or that you're going to be in charge of in the future. You're never really going to have the ability to handle complex situations. Finally, why is problem solving an important skill to have as a mentor? It's because in times of crisis, when things are going really, really, really bad, you have to have the ability to solve multiple problems in multiple situations quickly, accurately, and with some amount of confidence so that your team can move forward through the crisis. This crisis situation will come. When you become a new leader, you're going to have some situation, some crisis that's going to define you as the leader and define your team as a team. You have to be ready for that. Thanks for listening to this quick tip about becoming a problem solver and not being a problem facilitator. Now that you've heard about it, pay attention to how many people that you're around that actually know how to problem solve, and you'll notice how many people in your organization are problem solvers and how many people are problem facilitators. And the problem solvers are the people who will admittedly say, I don't know everything, I need someone's help. Or when you come to them with a problem, they may tell you like, I really don't know how to solve this, but we're gonna figure out how to solve it together. Being a leader, being a mentor, sometimes means that it's okay to say, I don't know everything, I need some help, and we're going to learn together. That in itself is solving a problem. That in itself is eliminating the problem facilitation process. That wraps up today's podcast. Thanks for listening and providing input to today's topic. You can reach out to me at 180mentoring.com and 180mentoring at gmail.com. I'm Terry Krebs, and I'm the host of 180 Mentoring. I'll look forward to talking with you soon.